Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for being here. I'm Joanne White, and it is a beautiful day outside. And for all those people in the world who are challenged by weather and other kinds of things, we're just going to send you some beautiful blessings here. And speaking of blessings, right now we're looking, many people are are running around getting gifts for the holidays and thinking about other people and and it's a beautiful time for that. However, I want you to pause for a minute and think about yourself because often we wonder what do we need to be, what do we need to do to be and to, or to become all that we want to be? How do we master ourselves? How do we take charge of all the incredible gifts and abilities that we have or may not even be aware that we have, and how do we really utilize them to the fullest? So, with that being said, I have a very special guest who is going to show you, tell you how we can do that. I'm talking about R.J. Hodges, who's an entrepreneur, a professional speaker, a business development coach, a certified personal development life coach, and a certified practitioner in the healing art of Reiki. He's created a coaching system known as Life, Living in Full Existence, education, and he's also a best-selling co-author of Mission Unstoppable, partnering with world-renowned leaders such as George Frazier and Les Brown. RJ has also authored You Can't Practice Art at the Game, The Art of Mastering You, and also it's volume one, and also an audio book series called Winner Status. As the founder and president of empowerment companies Born to Win, And R.J. Hodges Speaks, LLC, R.J. combines the wisdom of business and personal development to help ambitious entrepreneurs reach their goals that they desire and that they deserve. R.J. also specializes in helping aspiring and part-time entrepreneurs to create a plan to successfully transition into full-time entrepreneurship. Welcome, R.J. Hodges. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure, and it's really exciting what you do, because how does one master oneself? I mean, that sounds like a huge project, and you've broken it down into some wonderful ways that people and entrepreneurs can really handle. So let's start there. It's a, I know it's a broad question, but but let's start right. a little bit there. <laughs> um, you know, I always say, how do you master yourself? Is one step at a time, basically. That's the um, <laughs> that's the simple answer. But you know, it always starts internally. You know, one of the biggest things when I work with clients is I always tell people that you know, success comes from the inside out, which means that you first have to start within, and then allow what's going on in you to flow 
you know, outside of you. So a lot of times we're cluttered within, we're chaotic within, we're frustrated, we're stressed out, we're not in a place of peace. So typically before you can really transition, you know, that huge goal that you're trying to accomplish outside of you, you got to figure out how to get in a place of peace, how to stop worrying, how to get rid of fear. And that whole art of mastering you philosophy that I created, it breaks down stages and steps to actually get there. So in terms of getting to a place of peace, especially like when the world go, is going is being frenetic and also like now during the holidays when it's so stressful for, for everyone, including entrepreneurs, how do we access, because that inner peace I believe is within us, how do we access that to really be able to feel it, live it, and be it and bring it forth in our um, work? There's a few ways, you know, um, right off I always tell people the thing that we don't do enough, in my opinion, is we don't turn off outside stimuli enough. So a lot of times, yeah, the world is chaotic and there's a lot of stuff going on, but most people, that's all they intake all day long. So all day long they're watching news, they're on social media feeds, they're looking at this happened, that happened, oh, my God, I'm freaking out, I don't know what to do, and we bombard ourselves. And there's no way you're going to ever be peaceful by doing that. So a lot of times the first thing that I, you know, help clients with is kind of turning some of that off. And I know we're addicted to it. I know we have phones that are actually glued to our hands these days, but you have to be willing to, yeah, they're actually glued to our hands, I believe. But um, you have to be willing to just take a moment to turn off that outside stimuli sometimes because if you don't, the one thing that I've learned over the years is that fear and all of the stuff that keeps us stressed out, it is a product of one thing and one thing only, and that's information. I always tell mm -hmm. people you're never going to be fearful of anything that you don't have an abundance of negative information on there. You just can't. It's not, it's not possible. Everything that we're fearful about or we're worried, we have an abundance of negative information about that. And sometimes you've got to be willing to say, let me push away from that for just a minute. Even if it's just for a few minutes each day, that's one of my first steps to helping people start to create that level of, of internal peace for themselves. You know, I believe that that's so very important. And I'm noticing something even within myself. It becomes almost like obsessive to, to be on social Definitely. media. And, and I, it's, it's disturbing to what, you know, I like to be an observer. It's absurd, disturbing to kind of observe the thought processes. Okay, I got to go on it now because it, or, or what's going, you know, you feel like you're missing something or right. not being heard and, and it's, it's crazy. So what you're saying yeah. is so important. Now, I believe everyone has a story, and and you do, too, in terms of getting where you are and mastering your own self and going through all different transformations. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to be R.J. Hodges, this wonderful entrepreneur and teaching people how to master the art of themselves and and be beautiful entrepreneurs and serve. Well, to be honest, I just woke up one morning and I was just like this, as simple as that. No, I'm joking. Um, I wish it was that. I wish it, I wish it was that, that simple. It um, didn't, didn't quite happen like that. Um, I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, grew up just like pretty much everybody else. I grew up in a, a single-parent household. I watched my mom work two jobs at times. Um, and I kind of learned early on that I didn't want to do that. I learned, I saw that 
stress and I saw all of the stuff that she would go through and I just said, Hey, I wanna do something more in my life. I don't I don't wanna put myself in that same position and, you know, eventually my mom developed colon cancer. She she ended up passing away when I was about twenty years old and I was just kinda floating around and not really sure what to do. I had gotten started in direct sales um, at the age of 18, so I already had like a little part-time business that I was trying to make work, and nothing was really going right, to be perfectly honest with me. My mom had passed away. Things weren't going right. I was a young man. I was confused about how do you make this life thing work, and I was trying, for lack of better terms, all of the gimmicks, you know, all of the things that you hear in sound bites of how to be successful, you know, keep grinding and think positive and, you know, all of the stuff that sounds great, but you don't know what to do with it. I was trying all of that and nothing was working. And, you know, one day I, you know, I tell this story sometimes. One day I went to, um, it was a Friday night, so this is how bad life was at this point. I was about, uh, maybe I was about 20, and I went to a church chapel. It was open on a Friday night. You could go in there and it was about four people in there because nobody's in there on a Friday night. And I'm really in there in the back of this place just like crying by myself because I don't know what to do at this point. It's that bad. I don't know how to make life work. I feel like I'm alone. And the thing that came to me was something that was called Born to Win that will become my first speaking company. didn't know that at the time. But Born to Win came to me, but it spoke that no matter what's going on, life is going to be bigger than what you see right now. And that kind of started this journey of – me learning to just better myself, learning a lot of personal development stuff, learning that there was no shortcuts, that I had to, in essence, start to become the higher version of me in order to, like I said in the beginning, manifest the the success and the desire that I saw within. Because even though things were going bad, within me, I still felt like I supposed to be and do and have more than this. So that kind of started my journey, and that journey hasn't stopped yet. So... From that day to this day, it's been a constant growing and developing and looking at myself and saying, ooh, RJ, work on that. Ooh, RJ, that's not right. You know, So that kind of started me, and it put me on this path. And long story short, it got to the point to where when things started to improve, I fell in love with not only helping me but helping other people because I saw that it was so many people really going through the same things that I was going through and applying things that just wasn't working. You know, that's a wonderful story, and, and it's so true. We are constantly growing. I think we're here to continue to grow until we die, and maybe even beyond that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But you said something that, that's re- that I also think is very important. The higher, you're looking to the higher version of yourself, and we all have that. How do we know what that is, RJ? And how do we access that? Because that's that part of ourselves, I believe, is so powerful and potent and can really, like, jumpstart us into a whole new direction if we choose. I think we all feel it. You know, I think innately we all feel that something's missing sometimes. We all feel that we're supposed to have, do, and be more. And my theory about this is that we're all born into this world with what I call a blank chalkboard or a blank canvas. So we're all born into this world kind of not knowing. The only thing that we really know is the innate things, you know, I'm hungry and, you know, things are just, you know, kind of innate to nature. But everything else we learn, everything else is learned behavior. Your teachers, your mom, your dad, society, they start to teach you. And I think at some point you have to say, okay, 
something's not right here, but here's how you judge it. You start to look at how you think and what has been programmed or written on that chalkboard, and you start to discover that the things that I've learned, the things that I practice, the things that I believe, they're not serving me well. They're not getting me to a place that I feel satisfied and fulfilled and happy and all of these things that we really, truly desire in life. And I think the first step is being able to admit that, and then the second step becomes, okay, now how do I start to erase and rewrite the things that I want and the things that I desire on this chalkboard? And that may be changing belief systems, changing the way you think. That goes into examining things um, the way you do it. Some, some things that we do, they don't work for us, but we just think it's by nature. You know, so all of those things that have been programmed within, to me, they hinder us from becoming our higher selves because if we can all admit it, most of the things that we've been taught, it's about limitations. It's about you can do this, but you can't do that. You can have this, but wait a minute, not that. And a lot of times I think we feel innately that that's not right, and you're right. (laughs) But you have to be able to admit that and then start working on reprogramming at that point. You know, I think what you're saying is so important, but many people do not like (laughs) self-examination. And what you're saying, and I... (laughs) And I support that. I truly do, but because I think you have to, and you also have to be an observer of your life at the same time that you're immersed in it. So when you're working with entrepreneurs, are, do they, are they reticent or reluctant to, to do that self-examination? And if so, how do you get people to look at themselves without being so negative that it's like, oh, look at me, I'm a mess? Sorry. <laughs> right, because that's not fun at all, right? Um, you know, the first thing when I'm working with somebody is to first explain to them that there is no right or wrong. Because, unfortunately, we live in this world that is very black or white. Either I got it right or I got it extremely wrong. And what I try to explain to people is is that you're no different from everybody else. You're just a product of the things that have been programmed in. If those things don't work, let's just reprogram them, which simply means if, if you have a computer right now, you have a laptop and it has, I don't know what Windows they're on right now, but let's just say if it has Windows 98, God, I'm dating myself, but <laughs> let's just say it has Windows 98 and they're on Windows, you know, 2025, you don't get upset because it's 98. You just understand that, hey, I just need to erase this and get a new program. So I make it really simple for clients to understand this is not judgment. This is not you judging yourself or trying to figure out what all I did wrong or I should have did this back then or, you know, woulda, coulda, and all of that stuff. It's just more so saying, hey, you know what, I can improve. You know, there's some things that you may want to keep this programmed in, but you can always say I can improve. So I make it really simple. I think when we make it a right or a wrong thing and people feel like, well, if I had known this 20 years ago, I could. no, you're knowing it at the very right time right now. So you just make it simple for people. Nothing is about stress for me. Nothing is about you know, putting people in a position to where they feel bad. We all have stuff that we need to work on forever. You know, I don't know if this art of mastering you process ever really ends. So it's really about just getting people not to view it the way that, you know, most people would view it. It's changing their perspective, not a right or wrong, not a you're bad and this person's good and you should have known. No, it's just a going forward, improving from the point that you are. You know, and that is so important because we, I I believe, and I share that with you, that we're constantly evolving and that we mm-hmm. we learn throughout our lives. And I just want to share a really fast story 
which was I was taking these tests online, and when you got something right, it it said in caps, right, and you got something wrong, it was like wrong, 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 and I'm taking the test, I'm you know, how is how am I going to feel after doing this? Because I got a lot wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the point is, like, the, the, you know, to do that to yourself really minimizes your worth and, and, and makes you feel so bad. So how do we get – what are some tips that you can give our entrepreneurs and our listeners in terms of how do we get to and access that higher version of ourselves, RJ? Well, first and foremost, like I said, pay attention to the information. You know, my thing is always once you identify where you want to go, whatever it is that you want to build, the one thing that I always look at is does everything else about me go in that direction? So, for example, let's just say you are an entrepreneur and or you're an aspiring entrepreneur and your goal is to build a, a profitable and sustainable business that supports you and you can walk away from your job and all of this good stuff. So how do you get to the higher version of, your, of yourself in that? you got to examine mentally, physically, emotionally, and sometimes even spiritually, does the rest of you line up with this external goal that you have set? Because most of the time we set goals or we have desires, but the rest of us don't line up with that. So you want to be this entrepreneur that doesn't have to go to a nine-to-five job every day, but you don't believe that. And every day you, you demonstrate it by what you say, what you do, how you behave, how you react. You have to look at those things because you can't be going down one street, but the destination that you want is on another street. You know, I always tell people that come to my office, I always say, if you're going to a destination that's east of here and you leave my office and you go west thinking you're going to get to that destination, it's never going to work. This is not. It's not about you're a good person or a bad person or you should have didn't know. You're on the wrong street. So a lot of times we're just on the wrong street. We want one thing, but everything else about us is a contradiction. We don't believe it. We don't in line with it. A lot of times we don't even physically correspond with it. I Sometimes I talk to um, aspiring entrepreneurs and they'll say, RJ, I want to start a business in this. And I say, okay, great. How much research have you done in that? Oh, I haven't done that much research yet. How often do you practice this craft that you say you want to do? Oh, hadn't practiced it a whole lot yet. Okay, well, you understand that you want one thing, but you're the total opposite of it. And that's just a reality, but I think it's a great level of awareness because once you're aware of that, you understand that a lot of times life is really simple. (laughs) You know, it's not as complicated as we make it out to be. It's us understanding that to get to where I want to go, to develop myself into the higher version of myself, I need to be 100% aligned with the thing that I say that I want to produce. You know, I, I believe that alignment is so important, and it's alignment with all aspects of ourself you were talking about, our emotionally, physically, mentally, and even spiritually, and I think that also plays into into that. I love the title of your coaching practice, Life, living in full existence. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because, I, firstly, how did you come to that, and and what happens in the program? Um, one day, I think I was just looking at the word life, and um, <laughs> that was in my days where I was in love with acronyms. So <laughs> I was just I was just kind of looking at the word, and I was trying to figure out. You know, I, I always back then was trying to figure out what is this life thing? Like, how does it really work? Because 
what was always amazing to me was that we go to school to figure out how to do certain careers. We learn math. We learn science. But there's no life course, if that makes sense. Like, there's no, there's, there's no life 101. So nobody really talks about what's before all of this other stuff that we learn. And as I was looking at that word life, I, I, I don't know, it just came to me. It was like living in full existence. And I started to think about how often people will go through this life and they just survive. They just kind of make it from day to day until they die and it's over. And for me personally, I was like, I don't want that. I don't want to just say, whew, I made it through another day. <laughs> like, I mean, and if, if that's your choice, who am I to tell you you're wrong? But I didn't want that personally, and I knew there were some other people that didn't want that as well. So living in full existence became something to where I started to just look at different areas of your life. How do you think? How do you change that? And I started looking at some of the more cliche things like mindset, like it was something that I heard of, but if you ask the average person, how do you have a good mindset, they don't know. It's just a good term. So I wanted to break that down, and I turned the word around to say not just mindset, but set your mind. It goes back to what do you set your mind to? How do you program it? So living in full existence became a whole set of things of how to program yourself for what you want. And, that, and then that developed into the whole art of mastering you deal as well. So they all kind of come together, but it's really about not just surviving in life but thriving. And that's not just building a business and making money. It includes that. I want you to be able to build a business and make money, but that's not it, if that makes sense, because so many people, especially entrepreneurs or aspiring to part-time entrepreneurs, they get so caught up on, I'm going to make a lot of money. And what I always tell them, that's great. But there are some things in this life that money cannot help you with, and that is a very devastating thing to get to, to where you've made all of this money, but all of the other areas in your life, they aren't thriving the way they need to thrive. You know, that's so important because everybody does need to do more than just survive and thrive, and I talk about that a lot too, and I think that what you're saying is that we really need to take stock and to and to in take find meaning real meaning which which to me is kind of what living in full existence is about in everything that we're doing and really recognize that that's so important and money is is like you said it's a piece of that but not the whole thing this right. book you can't practice at the game, The Art of Mastering You. Obviously, it's volume one. Are there more volumes coming out? And tell us about this there book. Are. I yeah, I have, I'm working on volume two now. Everybody says, well, when will it be done? Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> Writing for me is kind of this uh, process that I don't, try to, I don't try to rush it a whole lot. So it, it, it's coming. It's, it's in the process. But um, I started writing this book some years back, and, of course, you know, I was start and stop, start and stop. Um, one Tuesday morning I woke up, and you can't practice at the game. That title just came to mind. I didn't know it was for a book. I just wrote the title down. Somewhere in the midst of writing the book, I found the notebook that I wrote the title in, and I was like, wow, this is perfect. And it started out being about why do we wait why do we wait to live? Why do we procrastinate? Why, do, why is our lives on hold? Because most people that you will talk to today will tell you, well, RJ, I get everything that you're saying, and I'm going to do it when blank happens. Or, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get there when this lines up. And life, unfortunately, does, doesn't really work like that. So the title is about you can't practice at game time. And since we're always living life every single day, it's always game time. 
So you can't wait until something comes up in order to practice everything that we're talking about, about mastering yourself and being the better version of you and turning off outside stimuli has to become a lifestyle, has to become something that you practice every single day. Because we practice the bad habits every single day, <laughs> kind of unconsciously, because we, we've gotten good at that. You know, I always tell people this is everything that I'm talking about is really just talking about flipping the coin. You do it already. You just do it in a direction that's not beneficial, if that makes sense. I was working with a client one time, and he said, RJ, if you can just help me get over Mondays. He said, I hate Mondays. It's always a terrible day for me. I wake up upset. I wake up mad. I know work is going to be terrible. I said, wow. I said, so is that bad? He said, yes. I said, well, he said, so what do you got for me? And I'm sure he was looking for me to, like, sprinkle some magic dust. I said, well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to wake up on Monday, and I want you to say it's going to be a great day. Work is going to go well. Traffic is going to flow well. Oh, RJ, I can't, I can't do that. Yes, you can. You're doing it now. You're just doing it in a direction that's detrimental versus a, a direction that's beneficial. And it took me some a while to convince him of that, but he started doing it slowly, and he started to what I call erase that thinking or erase that programming that Mondays have to be bad. And eventually he started looking at it. It changed his perspective. And sometime later I bumped into him and he said, RJ, you won't believe this. He was like, I don't even think about Mondays in the same way. I said, yeah, because you, you changed the programming. You're just a product of what you put in. You're a product of what you have told yourself it's supposed to be. You know, I totally agree with that, RJ. Yet people – procrastinate or they get stuck or like you said they say well I'll do it after x y and z or or I'll do it later whatever so how do you get people beyond that to where they can move past their stuckness move past mm-hmm. their their later and and really be motivated and and be on task now and, again, it's never about overwhelming a person. You know, I always tell people, we think uh, procrastination is a disease. Like, it's either like, I have the procrastination, RJ. Cure me. You know, and I always, you know, I mean, think about it. When people say, you know, I procrastinate, it's almost like a confession, like, you know, like and I need help. And I always tell people, procrastination is not a disease. Here's a free tip for everybody. Here's the only reason you procrastinate. You procrastinate because whatever it is you're procrastinating on, it represents pain in your mind. And whenever something represents pain, you come up with something that's a survival mechanism for you not to do it. So if you make a to-do list or a goal list today and it has 45 things on it, guess what you're going to do? The things that are harder on that list that represents pain, you're going to roll them over to the next day. Right, Because none of us want to do anything that's painful. So my goal is always to help people break things down, make life simple, make things attainable. When you make things attainable and there's no pain attached to it, guess what? You'll do it with ease. You won't procrastinate. I always tell people for about six months, I would go home, I would let my garage up, and I would say, oh, my God, I need to clean this garage out. That represents pain in my mind. There's a lot of stuff in there. I don't want to do it. it. It sounds like a chore. So every time I got ready to say I was going to do it, my mind came up with a survival technique to get me out of it. Okay, I'm going to go clean the garage today. And then my mind said, but, but you should eat first. If you don't want to be out there cleaning the garage and you're hungry, that won't work out. So then I would eat and I would say, well, why should I do this first? It wasn't until I said, I'm not going to clean out the whole garage today. 
how about breaking this down? How about I'm going to take the four boxes on the left and I'm going to open them, find out what's in it, discard those things, and put those boxes away, and I'm done for the day. Tomorrow I'll take the four boxes in the middle. By breaking things down into attainable steps where my mind doesn't associate it with pain, I eliminate procrastination. And I know that's not a magic secret. It's not fluff. It's not pixie dust. It's not like something I found in a cave that nobody else knows, but it works. That's the key. You know, I, gotta, I have all to about do that with books. my basement. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do yeah, that with my basement. The same thing. <laughs> I go into my basement and I say, oh, look at those boxes, and I really need to. And then it's like, oh, yeah, like you said, eating or something else or, yeah, just to get at, yeah. just to get myself out of the basement and into something else and not, not deal with it. So that's very important. Right. So if you just break that down, if you just go in your basement and say, you know what, it's, a, it's 50 boxes down here, um, that, that's painful. How about I take the box on top and I open it and I see what's in there? Hmm, okay. Don't need any of this stuff. Seal this back up. Toss this box. Done for See, the I know it's Tomorrow. in the boxes. <laughs> I know it's in the boxes. I just don't know. The next step is, okay, what do I do with them? <laughs> that, that's a good but question. But that's a whole and, other. And, and, right. But, but taking one box or two boxes at a time, you'll figure it out, and you'll eventually get it done a whole lot quicker than looking at the full picture of, i got to do all of this. Because as long as you feel like it's painful, you'll procrastinate. I totally agree because I did that when, with my Ph.D. when I had to do the dissertation and whatever. I looked at it and I thought, this is, I can't do this. And then when I broke it down into little steps, because those are manageable, like you say, and once you cross one off, it's like, wow, I, even though it's just a tiny step, you, you have a feeling of completion, a feeling of victory mm-hmm. because you've accomplished something. So I totally support what you're saying and I know it works. So I have to get to that with my basement though. But (laughs) in the meantime, tell us more about, you know, there's so much information out there about emotional wellness and how important it is, not just in life, but also in business. And And it's also important as an entrepreneur because you really have to read people and understand people and understand how people are receiving you. So can you break that down a little bit into more understandable steps for our listeners, RJ? Yeah, most definitely. Your emotions, a lot of times what we don't realize is that your emotions guide you. Your emotions tell you everything about where you are. I I typically will use the term emotions, vibration, or energy all interchangeably. So if I say those, I'm talking about the same thing. But a lot of times when your emotions aren't where they're supposed to be, you're not going to align or attract the things that you want. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs about this because, again, we can just work on the X's and O's of building business, and I got that too. We can work on your target audience, your core message, your unique selling point. I can do all of that. But if your emotions are telling you, Nobody in my family has ever owned a business before. I I don't know how I'm ever going to be successful with this. This is just hard, and they say entrepreneurship is difficult. If that's where your emotions are, you're going to attract more of how you feel than the thing that you're working on. I always tell clients that your outward works can't fix your inward dilemmas. That's why that whole mentality of sleep when you're dead and keep grinding and no days off, it sounds great but doesn't work because you can't outwork the internal self. 
So a lot of times we have to get to the point of emotional wellness to where we're only taking in things that make us feel good, make us feel happy, things that are satisfying for us. We can't be at a point where we're taking in information again that's the opposite of what we want because that is going to change your emotions. And most people, all of the information that they have on whatever it is that they're seeking is the opposite information of what they want, and it causes a discord in their emotions. And whenever there's a discord in your emotions, you're attracting and you're bringing to you more of that. And the thing about being an entrepreneur with that is you can't fake energy. You just can't. You can try, but you can't fake energy. So if I'm not emotionally well or I haven't done the things to make sure that I'm happy in spite of whatever's going on in my life, then I can't talk to another person about my business and they feel like that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. They don't feel like buying anything from me because my emotions say something totally different. And I meet tons of entrepreneurs that they have these wonderful products, but they don't believe it. They believe all of the stuff that they've heard about how hard entrepreneurship is and you know, they've let all of the no's and all of those things get to them. So when they tell it, tell me about it, I don't go off of what they're saying. I go off the energy or the feeling that's behind that, and that repels me most of the time, unfortunately. So the thing is we have to work on that. The, the real key is that most of us aren't happy until some external thing is happening in our favor. And I always say if you're only happy and at a joyful, peaceful place, if everything outside of you is peaceful, it's going to be a hard life. You have to practice and get to the point to where you're happy and you know how to be at peace in spite of whatever's going on externally because if you can do that, you can always change what's going on externally. You know, I totally support that because, uh, you know, I write about that too, and, and, and you can access that and you teach that how getting that sense of of happiness, of joy, even of peace within you, despite all the craziness that's going on around you. And when you do that, that's to me, it's like having that foundation. And like you said, when you have that, RJ, it's easier to look at the external factors and be able to help shift them because you you have this solid foundation within yourself so so i think that's so right. very important and a lot of people don't yeah. know how to do that. so let, let me add how do this we... to that real quick um yes, let me just real quick add something to that um because the thing about being an entrepreneur is or, or the thing about solving anything in your life is you have to be able to come up with great ideas. You have to be able to think about ways of maneuvering in and out of situations. You can't do that if you're emotionally unstable or if you're emotionally cluttered. You just you just can't. So if you're frustrated, you're focused so much on the issue that the issue is expanding at all times. So the issue is expanding, you can't see a solution. Um, I told a story to some clients. I said over the weekend I was thinking about something that I didn't really know how to solve. I just didn't. I, I didn't have a have a clue of how to solve it. But I know that the the issue and the solution live in the same space. It's just that my focus at the time was more on what the issue was. So I got out of the house. I went to watch football with some friends. People said, oh, my God, that's not that's not deep. No, it's not deep, but it distracted me from expanding the issue because – 
while I was doing that, I was no longer thinking about it or worried about it. And guess what? On the way home from watching football, my team won, thank thank goodness. But, <laughs> but on the way home from – yeah, that didn't happen. I don't know how this would have worked out. But on the way home from watching football – idea just popped in my head, like, okay, all you have to do is do this. And I'm like, oh, my God. And it wasn't revolutionary. It's something that I probably should have thought of prior to that, but I was so emotionally focused on the issue that the issue was expanding. Once I got off of the issue, the solution was in the same spot. The, the, the solution just appeared to me. So a lot of times being an entrepreneur, building something that you're trying to build outside of yourself, it's going to come from your inner self. But if your inner self is cluttered and it's emotionally not well and it's frustrated and it's stressed, you're never going to get those ideas or those clear answers that you need to go forward. You know, I think it's so very important to to make sure that you can do that with yourself. And even being able, like you did, RJ, to, like, step away from the challenge and do something else because our minds are are constantly thinking and bringing information to us, especially sometimes when we're off task, so to speak. And you were able to do that so beautifully because it allowed you to relax, like you said, and not deal with the the angst of, of you know, I, I can't find a solution or da-da-da-da, whatever it is. So I love what you do. And... Tell people how they could get a hold of your books, how they could find you, how they could you, – but before we do that, you also do groups. So tell us a little about your groups because somebody's actually just sent me something. They want to know more about the group. Um, when I do group coaching, it's more so uh, – it's usually aspiring and part-time entrepreneurs that have some type of common theme. So it may be part-time entrepreneurs that have started a business and they just can't get it to grow. You know, they're putting stuff out here. Nothing is coming back right. So that whole purpose of that group will be not only to get your business to grow and better marketing and better representation of that business, but it will also be how to get you to grow in the process. Everything about what I do as far as coaching, whether it's group or one-on-one coaching, it's all about building a better you while you build a better business, if that makes sense. Um, So the groups are always based upon a particular issue that a group of people that I, they, you know, that have come to me are having, and I group those people together, and we really just hone in on that particular issue and how to solve it. It's a great thing because then a lot of times people get to see that you're not the only one going through this. You know, you're not the only person that's, you know, experiencing this, and you can also share your stories with other people as well. Now, this person's asking, do you have group, do you do this online as well, or is it, or how, how does this work? Yes, all of my coaching, whether it's one-on-one or whether it's group, it's all um, virtual. It can be in person if you live where I live, <laughs> not a problem. But if you don't, yes, I definitely do. Um, yeah, if you live anywhere in the Atlanta metropolitan or outside area, feel free to come to my office. But that's not feasible. Yes, I definitely do um, tons of coaching with people um, virtually on online where we can see each other, and it's just as effective. I've worked with people literally all over the world doing coaching that way. Wonderful. So tell our listeners, RJ, how they can get a hold of your books, how they could find out more about your coaching programs, and reach you. Definitely. Um, the books, you can go to rjhodgesspeaks.com. 
rjhodgespeaks.com. So if you go to rjhodgespeaks.com and click on books, um, I'll, I'll just open it up. So anybody that orders a book within the next, let's just say, 48 hours, I'll make sure you get a signed copy of the book because I know probably you came from this show. <laughs> so I'll make sure um, not only do you get a book, but you'll get a signed copy of the book. Um, and then at RJ Hodges Speaks on all social media, so Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all of that good stuff. So I'm, on, I'm at RJ Hodges Speaks, and I put quite a bit of uh, information and content out, a lot of videos, a lot of things that talk about, you know, what I do for coaching. It's all on social media, so feel free to follow me that way. And if I can, I'll just give away something to your listeners just for tuning in and listening to me for almost an hour. <laughs> so um, if you guys okay. are listening, one I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm 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 smiling and laughing and enjoying you. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, one of the things that I love to do for coaching is to do a consult, because a lot of times, you know, a lot of coaches are one size fits all. I don't believe that you're a specific person. You got specific needs. You got a specific set of circumstances. So if you're listening to this, I would say the first 30 people that shoot me an email and just say I want the free coaching consult. I'll get on the phone with you. We'll talk for 20 minutes or so, and I'll find out who you are, what's going on in your business, what what's happening, where you want to go. I'll give you some strategies, and we can talk about how, you know, business development coaching can be beneficial in you going forward. So I'll say the first 30 people that uh, emails me, and if you can send it, send it to my Gmail because uh, that one comes to my phone, which is you know, again, it's, it's glued to the hand. So it's rjhodgespeaks at gmail.com and just say you heard me on the show today, um, one of the first 30 people, and we'll make sure that you get that free consult. Wonderful. RJ, what, before we leave, and you've been great, so it's hard to leave, what, what, what one message would you like to give our listeners um, before we end? I would just say, make sure that you're giving attention to every area of your life. Don't just give all your attention to business growth and making money. Definitely not saying that's not important because I'm all for business growth and making money, but make sure you're paying attention to your health. If you believe in anything spiritual, make sure that you have some type of practice where that concerns with something that resonates with you. Make sure that your relationships are intact. You have great people in your life and that you love on and you take care of and they take care of you and all of that good stuff because at the end of the day, we do all of this for one reason and one reason only. We want to be happy and we want to be fulfilled. We want to live great lives and we want to just live to our fullest. So in order to do that, you want to make sure that every area is thriving. And last but not least, if you don't know how to do that, if you're like, RJ, that sounds good, but I don't know how to do it, that's when you should contact me because I always tell people, don't keep going at it alone. That is the worst thing you could do in this life. If you don't know how to do something, there's somebody out there that does. Don't keep going at it alone because a lot of times we go at it alone and we just keep going in these circles over and over again. So get help. There's nothing wrong with getting help. I didn't get here by myself. I got help. That's how I learned a ton of these things. So You know, it's so important to get it's so important. I don't know what happened. It's so important to get that help that you're talking about. And yeah, I mean, and it's not, it doesn't, it's not a weakness. I think it's a strength. Definitely. Most definitely. Definitely a strength. You know, you don't want to, you know, because if not, then, 
you end up spending more time, more energy, and sometimes more money, especially when it comes to business. I wasted so much money in business not getting help. And it was simple things, just stuff that I didn't know that somebody else knew. And if I had just understood that help was important, I could have, you know, I could have shaved off some years on, on this journey in certain cases. So I always tell people, don't go at it alone. Get some real help. Wonderful. Your advice is fantastic, and I appreciate you being on the show, R.J. Hodges. And have a beautiful, blessed day and a very happy holiday and a happy new year. Thank you. You too, and I appreciate you again for having me. My pleasure. Thanks again. Take care. Thank you. So think about what R.J. said, because it re- it's it's not just about making money, as he pointed out. It's not just about, oh, my business is so successful, but so much of my other life, part of my life is falling apart. It's really about, as R.J.'s talking, about looking at the whole you and really getting that sense of fulfillment that he just mentioned at the latter part of the show. So think about that because this show is called Power Your Life for a Reason. There are so many ways, and RJ spoke about a lot of them, that you can actually better yourself, feel good about you, and also put out whatever it is you want to put out as an entrepreneur to be successful and to feel good about what you're doing and especially about yourself. So to power your life, just take a few steps. It doesn't have to be something monumental. Even a few steps towards a goal or towards feeling better about you really can make a difference. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to the short version, Joanne, at docwhite.org and at my website, docwhite.org. There are many different shows that you can take a look at, upcoming shows, articles, and whatever. And remember that you have the ability to power your life and empower yourself Do something today that supports that. Thanks for joining us, and have a beautiful day and a beautiful, blessed holiday and new year wherever you are. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.